0: Good morning, friends. About 30 days ago, Zach Edler and about a dozen of his friends began a once in a lifetime rafting trip on the Colorado River on the floor of the Grand Canyon. It was a month long trip with no cell phones because there's no cell service on the floor of the Grand Canyon. Well, a few days ago, last weekend, Zach and his friends came up from the canyon to their cell phones. And they began to read the news feeds that they've missed for a month. And they thought it was an awful joke. Then, with shock and tears, it hit them all at once that the news of the virus spread was no joke, that our nation was in crisis, and that the whole world had changed. And this is the shock that we're all living under. We're all living in a world where we look around dazed at a world we don't even recognize. We're stressed out under this threat hanging over our lives and our livelihoods. We feel hope draining out of us. We feel panic rushing into us, and all the alarm bells are ringing louder and louder and louder. And in the midst of all these voices of fear, there is another voice. It's the voice of God in his word, a voice which comes to us in the form of a song. The song I'm talking about is in the Bible and it's called the 23rd Psalm. It's a song written by King David about how like a loving shepherd, God restores his people every day in every way. For some of us, these are really familiar words, but God wants to bring these words to us all in a way that is fresh and can be applied to make our lives flourish even in the midst of a crisis. So listen now to God as he reaches out to you through his word in the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Even though these words were sung by David long ago. God wants the comfort and confidence that David sings about to be yours today. And so for three weeks, we're going to study this psalm and draw out truths that we desperately need to apply right now, starting with the truths embedded in those first words, the Lord is my shepherd. This is where the restoring of my soul begins, in a relationship with God. I am restored in a relationship with God shaped by the truth of who God is and the truth of who I am. Who is God? Well, according to Psalm 23, David says, God, you are my shepherd. The image of a shepherd is so powerful to us, but to David, it was not only a powerful image, it was a personal one because before God made David a king in Jerusalem, David's earthly dad made him a shepherd over the family fold. When David was a young man, he was given the job of tending Sheep, And in those days, that meant leading the flock on these long, long road trips. Uh, Palestine is a dry, uh, arid climate, Uh, and so as a shepherd, uh, it was David's job to chase the rain clouds uh, in order to try to find these isolated spots of uh, green grass where the sheep could eat and clean water where the sheep could drink. Also, as a shepherd, David would tenderly bandage the wounds of the wounded sheep along the way, or he would go back for sheep who were uh, left behind and struggling, and he would find sheep who would wander off lost and alone, and David said, this is a perfect description of who God is. David sings, the Lord is my shepherd who leads me to good places, who provides for me, who heals my wounds, who protects me from predators and who pulls me close when I'm lost and alone. And when David said that the Lord is my shepherd, he was declaring the truth about who God is, that the Lord is a shepherd who restores, restores his people every day as they follow him in every way as they follow him. That's the truth about God, but that's not all. Uh, Because when David said, the Lord is my shepherd, he was not only declaring a truth about God, he was also declaring the truth about who he is to God. David was saying, I humbly declare the truth that I am a sheep. And as a shepherd, David knew what it meant to say that he was a sheep. David knew that the reason that a shepherd has to lead sheep to green grass and clean water is because sheep are absolutely helpless uh, when it comes to providing for their own nourishment and survival. David knew that the reason a shepherd had to protect the flock from predators is because sheep are absolutely vulnerable and defenseless. Sheep have no sharp teeth. They have no claws. They have no uh, speed or strength. sheep are completely vulnerable. And even though I don't think any of us work with sheep, we all know that sheep are helpless, defenseless beings. And uh, did you ever notice how uh, uh, most sports teams seem to be named after animals? I mean, just take uh, pro football. You've got the Lions and the Bears and the Bengals and the Broncos and the Eagles and the Ravens, and it goes on and on. But I don't know of any high school or college or pro sports team that comes out swaggering saying, we're the New Jersey sheep, we're the sheep, we're gonna be all over you like an itchy, scratchy wool sweater, we're the sheep, we're bad, we're bad. No, nobody does that. Nobody wants to be a sheep. Nobody wants to be defenseless and dependent like a sheep. Even though at least spiritually, That's exactly who we are. That is who we are. That's the truth. And I cannot be in a relationship with the shepherd until I accept that. See, the reason David had this soul-restoring relationship with God is because David was willing to declare the truth of who he is, that he is a dependent, defenseless sheep who needs a shepherd in the same way i cannot have the lord as my shepherd unless i become one of his sheep the lord restores my soul as i admit who he is and who i am he is the shepherd who leads and feeds and protects and provides and i am the sheep who is defenseless and dependent and If this current global crisis does not convince you that at some fundamental level you are defenseless, then nothing will ever convince you. If your powerlessness in the face of this microscopic enemy does not convince you that there is an unseen world where you are utterly defenseless and in your need, desperate need for a savior, nothing will ever convince you. If today's chaos on the outside and emotional collapse of confidence on the inside does not convince you that on the deepest spiritual level, you are a sheep who desperately needs a shepherd in order to flourish in this world, Nothing will ever convince you. I'm convinced. I'm convinced that I'm a lamb who will be eaten alive with worry and fear and anxiety and insecurity unless I have a relationship with my shepherd. I'm convinced that there are people all over this globe who are suddenly having, having an awakening of who they really are. And how weak and defenseless they really are. And maybe some of those people are waking up that they need a shepherd. And I'm convinced that some who are listening to me right now, I'm talking about you. You need to begin a relationship with this shepherd. Or you need to renew your relationship with this shepherd in a way that begins with a heartfelt declaration saying, Jesus, I am a dependent sheep and you are my shepherd. Do you see that little word, my? In a powerful song, this could be the most powerful word when David says, the Lord is my, my, my shepherd. There is a huge difference between your belief that the Lord is a shepherd and your personal declaration that the Lord is my, my, my shepherd. And that relationship with the shepherd begins with admitting that you are a sheep. Beginning that you are a sheep who is defenseless in an unseen world where you are utterly dependent upon a Savior. That you are a sheep who is helpless. And all you can do in your helplessness is just receive God's forgiveness through your belief in Jesus and what he did on the cross for you as the great shepherd. And so today, if you've never really made that decision to, uh, to make yourself the sheep of this shepherd, then today's that day. Today is also the day if you are a follower of Jesus and Jesus is calling you to renew and refresh that relationship as you come to him and you say, Jesus, I know who I am and I know who you are. I am your dependent lamb, and you are my shepherd. So, the Lord comes, uh, becomes my shepherd as I understand the truth of who God is and who I am, which is easy to say. It's easy to say, the Lord is my shepherd, but how do I know that that's really true? How do I know that's really at play in my life? I know The Lord is my shepherd when I go from a scarcity mindset to an abundancy mindset. What's an abundancy mindset? Well, look at what David says. Uh, David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And that phrase, I shall not want, is a Hebrew translation that just means I have everything I need and more. That's the abundancy mindset. The abundancy mindset approaches life with a focus on what I have. It's a focus on what I have in a shepherd who provides and protects and leads and feeds. I have, I have, I have a cup that overflows in my shepherd. The scarcity mindset, on the other hand, is a focus on what I don't have. Abundancy, focus on what I have. Scarcity, a focus on what I don't have. Which is your mindset these days? The scarcity mindset says, I cannot have peace until, until I have everything I need. The abundancy mindset says, I can have peace because, because in my shepherd, I have everything that I need. Do do you see the difference? Uh, Do you see what David is saying and not saying? David is not saying that he has peace because there are all these great circumstances in his life on the outside. No, David is saying that he has peace because of his relationship with the shepherd on the inside. On the outside, what does David have? He has valleys and shadows and death and evil and enemies, but on the inside, David has a shepherd and a cup that overflows because he has everything he needs in the shepherd and more. Most of you know that I was uh, traveling uh, recently and uh, I had two weeks where I had the opportunity to visit uh, several of our Black Rock missionaries who are serving in hard places that have just become harder. And then also I had a few days uh, to spend away with my family as well. And as usual... Well, when I am gone, I'm thinking of you. And uh, when I'm gone, I'm usually wondering how you are doing. I'm wondering what you're doing. Well, I came back um, a few days ago, uh, last weekend, and uh, I found out what you were doing. You were buying all the toilet paper. We were out of toilet paper in our house, so I went to my stop and shop and uh, got to the paper goods aisle, and this is what I saw. That's right. Empty shelves. Empty shelves where paper goods should be. There was nothing. Well, actually, there was one thing. Uh, I don't know if you can see it there, but uh, there was one lonely bottle of hot sauce. And when I saw this bottle of hot sauce, I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. I wanted to laugh because, really? Hot sauce? What is the what is the messaging behind that? What kind of an insult is that to a person who's looking for toilet paper? But then I also wanted to go beyond laughing to crying, and crying out of this panic that my family is never going to see paper goods again unless we like sell a kidney or buy it from some guy out of the back of a van. It was panic, but you wanna know the, the worst sign of my panic? It's that I bought that hot sauce, and I did it gladly. I bought that hot sauce and now I'm using it as hand sanitizer because it, it kills everything. Um, listen, my panic in the paper good aisle is exactly the scarcity mindset that the savior, the shepherd, wants to, to take out of my life so that I can flourish. Uh, the stocking mindset, good preparation is good. The scarcity mindset, That kills the flourishing that the shepherd wants to bring into my life. Amidst all these voices of scarcity saying, you're going to run out. You're going to run out. You're not prepared. You don't have enough. You don't have enough. You don't have what you need. There's another voice. And it's the voice of Jesus saying, there's abundancy in me. There is peace instead of panic. Jesus is offering me a personal relationship with him that restores me every day and in every way. But if I have this scarcity mindset, I will never have peace because it's impossible. If peace depends upon me somehow having everything that I need or might need now or might need in the future, I will never have peace in this world because it's impossible But Jesus offers me something better. Instead of panic focused on what I don't have, Jesus offers me my shepherd relationship where I can have peace because in my shepherd, I have everything I need and more. In this serious moment of global panic, uh, Jesus wants to reach out And uh, with his miracle working power, change this from just a crisis moment for you to a holy moment as well. A holy moment where he restores you. I'd like to give you an opportunity to do something that might seem a little awkward uh, in this media format, but I think it's important. I'd like to give you the opportunity to respond to Jesus in a, a few moments of silent prayer. I'd like to guide you through three expressions of your heart silently uh, to Jesus. Uh, And the three uh, segment themes are, My Shepherd, I Need You. My Shepherd, I Ask You. My Shepherd, I Thank You. The first part is, My Shepherd, I Need You. And this is your opportunity to silently express your spiritual needs to Jesus. This is your opportunity to freely admit that you are a dependent sheep spiritually and that you cannot thrive unless your shepherd gives you his peace and comfort and confidence. But this is also your opportunity to admit that you are a lost sheep who needs a savior. And so if you've never made that uh, simple decision to ask God to forgive you based on your belief in Jesus and what he did on the cross for you, do that in this section, saying, my savior, I need you. I need you to save me. Next, there is uh, my shepherd, I ask you. And this is your opportunity to silently express your physical, financial, material concerns to Jesus. Jesus says and promises, ask and you will receive. So, ask. And in the process of asking for your concerns, allow those worries that are on your shoulders to be transferred to Jesus' hands. And then finally, my shepherd, I thank you. And this is your opportunity to take the focus off of what you don't have and put your focus on all the abundance that you have in your Shepherd. Let gratitude move you from a scarcity mindset to an abundancy mindset. Now, after I guide you through these three themes, I'll pray us into a closing song that you can either sing or you can just let minister to you. So right now, I invite you to close your eyes or do whatever will help you focus on Jesus as right now, you silently begin by whispering to Jesus in response to this phrase. My shepherd, I need you. And now the next part, my shepherd, I ask you. And then fill in the blank with your personal requests and releasing your material worries. And finally, my shepherd, I thank you. And then fill in the blank with your gratitude for all the abundance you have in him. Lord, you are our shepherd. And we thank you for the relationship that we have with you when it's shaped by the truth of who you are and the truth of who we are. We worship you as the Lord who is in control when our world seems out of control. We thank you for the peace that comes as we declare that we are the sheep and that you are the shepherd, and that in you we have everything that we need. But right now as your sheep, we cry out, help us. Give us peace. Restore us, Jesus, for your name's sake. Amen. Thank you for joining us at Black Rock Church at home. We're so glad you joined us today. We also want you to know that if you are new, if this is your first time with us at BlackRock, we'd love to connect with you. So go to brc.church new and fill out the form there. And we'd love to follow up and talk to you about how you could be connected here at BlackRock Church. Thank you so much. Have a great week.